We're broadcasting from the furthest reaches of space. Welcome to Trivia Escape Pod. I'm your host, Ross White. And I'm Lizzie Garcia. It is March 10th, 2020, and we are still searching for a hospitable planet. But in the meantime, we have trivia questions about Stranger Things, physical therapy, popular purchases, and Grey's Anatomy, as well as a subtract one letter movie round. We will be asking trivia questions in four rounds to test your knowledge and occasionally your creative thinking. So if you want to play along, go ahead and keep score at home. This week's intro song was Robots by Kazi. That's the second song that he has sent us, and I really like it. I like that one a lot, actually. It's like it had almost, it had a little bit of like cat energy yeah. to it, like a little meow, meow, yeah. meow, meow. I was ready for like some like really hard bars to come in. <laughs> we, it, it might happen because I did not play the full version. For time considerations, we're still on the lookout for a permanent theme song, which is probably just the condition that we're always in. But if you want to send us a theme song, we're at TriviaEscapePod at gmail.com. Lizzie Garcia. Hello. You have been a guest on the podcast two times, but you don't live on this escape pod. No, I, I'm I'm a stowaway. Did you never leave after your last <laughs> yeah. appearance? I've just been here. I got the itching powder on me and I didn't want to bring it back to my ship. <laughs> So I just I just was hanging out. So wait, your ship flew away. <laughs> I guess I just live here now. I'll just be in the background forever. Sweet. Well, we'll send you below decks with engineer Rachel and Spock. Yeah. Yeah. You and Spock have become really good friends uh, because he'll come it's a strong up. Strong word, but yeah. No, he'll come up sometimes and he'll tell me how much he loves you. He said that he was trading emails with you, but apparently you must have been in like one of the ducts, one of right. the heating ducts. Spock was keeping my secret. He's a he's a he's a good friend like that. But luckily, it's okay that I'm here because the event, you know, I was supposed to go to is canceled. We both so had that happen to good. us this week. <laughs> Listeners, uh, I was supposed to go to the AWP conference in San Antonio. Lizzie was supposed to go to South by Southwest. It didn't happen. No, it's not. I mean, something's happening in Austin. There's a rodeo in Austin. They didn't cancel the rodeo. So no, no, right... pandemics don't affect rodeos. So... My Twitter name is no longer Elizabeth Garcia at South by Southwest. It's Elizabeth Garcia isn't going to South by Southwest, but apparently is going to a rodeo, question mark. Are you going to go to yes. a rodeo? What else am I supposed um, I told everybody, like, if you're still here for South by, if you want an interview, you just meet me at the rodeo. I got my tape recorder. Let, like, let's talk about your little indie movie, friend. Oh, my God. You're going to have rodeo. a million takers. <laughs> I know. There is nothing better than an indie movie and a steer. <laughs> going to be it's going to be a wild ride so what is your guess how many people are headed down to austin what's it going to be like down there with the festival officially canceled i think that most from what i understand from the emails i am still receiving they're still doing screenings they're just taking down the banner that says south by southwest because if it's technically booked through an like a theater or an event hall like that company books it through that and South South by Southwest didn't book it, then they don't have to cancel. So like nothing is canceled, but it is canceled. And it's the biggest oxymoron 
of a situation. That is somebody's liability dream come true. Right. All the stuff will still happen. Right. The but festival itself. But they get the itself, insurance money right. for canceling. Yeah, and the city of Austin still gets the $354 million. Right. Well, probably some percentage probably, thereof. Probably a little less than that. But I imagine if they were really concerned, they would have canceled the rodeo. But, I mean, I guess... I guess you know, there's no... There's no amount there's of concern no, that could cancel a rodeo. There's no diseases that have ever been spread through livestock, so I'm sure it's... <laughs> there's, I can't remember I can't one remember in my one. lifetime. No, but I mean, there's... Rodeos are unkillable. Monster truck Rallies, shows, yeah. yeah, they are unkillable. And cockroaches are I'm, unkillable. I am a little disappointed that in addition to the rodeo, they're not doing a monster monster truck rally. I really wanted to get both of those off my bucket list. I also asked people, what do I wear to a rodeo? And I'm concerned about the amount of people who told me flannel in the middle of Texas. That seems like the right move. I have been to one rodeo and I wore assless chaps and I would right... not recommend that. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, crap. I was going to I was going to go to Party City and just get a like a Woody from Toy Story costume. I thought that might be the best bet. That might be. If you're going to do assless chaps. Okay. Which, again, I do not recommend. But if you're going to do it, get some baby powder. I do worry about doing that with the Woody costume. That might be a little <laughs> scandalous. I don't, I, I, a little concerned about how I'm going to make that work. But, you know, maybe it's possible. Well, Pixar, it didn't happen, Lizzie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Lizzie, it looks like we've got something on radar. Uh, it looks like something else is floating through space in an escape pod. Performing docking maneuver. Analyzing passenger manifest. Opening airlock. How did you know to do all this stuff? I mean, I'm really impressed. I've been downstairs. I just hear it every week. <laughs> Our guest today is an improv comedian whose team Hush Hush performs regularly at the OK All Right Theater in Durham. Please welcome Alex James. Uh, hey. Hey, everyone. Hello. Ooh. Alex, we have found you th floating through space. What has got you out here? Have you fled Earth because of the fear of the coronavirus? Uh, I, I was actually... My flight got canceled to Space by Southwest. Uh, which... Space by Southwest is a good festival, yes. by the way. Um, I should have gone there. Oh, um, yeah. I was halfway through. David my... Bowie's performing this year. <laughs> <laughs> and the entire cast of the Guardians of the Galaxy is as the Guardians. That's right. It's crazy. Well, I was, uh, my ticket was non-refundable, so I decided, hey, I'll just show up anyways. Um, then emergency situations arise. Here I am. Did you also have cancellation insurance that only works if you are sick and not if there's actually a pandemic occurring where there are other people sick? That I do. Yeah, it's very specific terms they got there. It was. And you don't even want to know the alien aspects of all it. I mean, we do. <laughs> we do but uh, but apparently you don't want to tell us. So uh, if it's an uncomfortable thing. Yeah. It's just it's just a legal battle, Phil. Honestly, intergalactic law sounds High key fascinating for me because the only thing I like about Star Wars is the politics. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> and the trade disputes the trade we've trade gone disputes. through. That. I think we've gone through that we where have. somebody asked me if I was for the rebellion or the Empire, and my answer was, "Well, I like banking regulations, so I think I'm a Jedi." <laughs> I rewatched the prequels just recently, and I have to admit, you're wrong. There's nothing interesting about any of that. <laughs> now, admittedly, if if some policy wonks had just had it out in a long discussion about like trade routes, I might have been like, okay, this prequel doesn't suck. But instead, it was just like Loki racism and Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Which really is what most trade dispute is. 
Jar Jar Binks is in most <laughs> <Yes>. trade disputes. <laughs> I was really hoping and low key racism. Both of those, both that of those is most are important. trade disputes. Yeah, no, I was really true. hoping for episode three just be a half hour, uh, an hour and a half of C-SPAN, but the S stands for space. So, Alex, you are on an improv team called Hush Hush. I sure am. And if I have it correct, your show is based around secrets. Shh, yes, <laughs> uh, yes, I, um, we do improv based on completely anonymous secrets. Uh, the crowd come in, they write down some of their most embarrassing or sometimes wholesome secrets. Um, we get several's like, uh, I like to dress slutty at funerals because morning men are easier to pick up. That was me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't surprise me. I'm just going to go off the list and tell me which one was it, okay, you, Okay, yeah, keep going. Keep going. Uh, we got the, the uh, when I work out, the smell of body odor turns me on. That's Spock. That's right. Spock, right. Um, one of my favorite ones is I love telling my dog what a good boy he is. That's no one on this pod. We no, have a cat. We have cats. That's yeah. And I definitely have never told my cat they were good. No. That's because <laughs> there is no cat that is good. It's usually it's usually like, please get down from there, demon. That's that's traditionally what I say to my animals. I, I usually say, please don't help engineer Rachel alter my genetic sequence, demon. Right. It's just it's asking for the simple things. Right? So, but you said some of the secrets are wholesome. Well, the dog one. I feel like that shouldn't be a secret, though. Why that's, is that that's, a secret? That's true too. That's a humble like brag. Somebody is like really insecure about their actual secret, we, so they were like, oh, "I love my dog." Big secret. We got one that said, "I would never tell it to his face, but I love and admire my partner." And it was just like, "You should probably just tell that to his face, yeah. right?" That sounds like a. Is this other secret? They're getting divorced. I know. That was the next one. <laughs> oh man. And then um, I haven't told my partner yet, but I don't think he loves me. So we're getting a divorce and they're like right after each other. And you're just like, oh, all the couples. There's what's the funniest thing to me is after we read these somewhat embarrassing secrets, a lot of them having to do with bodily functions. There would be one. There's always one person that would be like, oh, that's me. <laughs> it's like, no, these, it's not a secret anymore. You can't do that. I would do it for secrets that are very clearly not mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would be fun every time anyone's told you something in confidence in the last six weeks to be like, I have not told anyone except for an improv show. Right. <laughs> well, Alex, here's how it's going to work. We've provided you a pen and paper, and we are going to ask you some questions. Super. Our intelligence scanners aboard the pod will give you points for each answer you get right, and our AI has grown a sense of humor. So if you aren't right, but your answer is so hilarious, it will give you half credit. It. We'll ask all the questions for a round to give the listeners time to think about their own answers, and then we'll check in with you to see how you did. Any questions for us? No, I'm pretty all set. All right, here we go. Round one is our general knowledge round, and here is question number one. What is the name of the loud crack when a plane exceeds the speed of sound? This is something I learned entirely from watching Top Gun. I thought you were going to tell me from The Flash. So what our listeners cannot see is that I am currently wearing a t-shirt of The Flash. Big fan of Barry Allen. Moderate fan of Wally West. Only moderate? Only moderate. Here's why. I'm old, Lizzie. You, okay. you may not realize that I am from a, an entirely different era. Right. Uh, but when Barry Allen first died, I was buying comics like on the rack. Uh 
had Crisis Number Nine, was very sad. And then they restarted the new Flash series not long after, and and Wally was still kind of like a brat. Sure. And I held it against him. I'm gonna be honest, as somebody who reads Batman comics, they're all brats, so I don't I tend to not let it ruin things anymore. Cause there is no Robin that is not a brat. <laughs> Sorry, I had to I had to sneeze right there. That oh, Alex has brought coronavirus aboard the pod. <laughs> Space okay. coronavirus. Well, uh, our guest for the next twelve weeks will be Alex James hey. and Lizzie Garcia will be guest hosting I mean, while I mean, we're all in quarantine. I, I still I'm still here because my ship went away. So it's I'm true. Permanent. You are stuck here. We'll, we'll put you below decks. We won't make you host every single week. Lizzie, how about you take question number two? Uh, question number two is, I'll name the Grey's Anatomy character. You tell me the actor who portrays them. Uh, A, Dr. Izzy Stevens. B, Dr. Jackson Avery. C, Dr. Derek Shepard. D, Dr. Meredith Grey. My dirty confession about Grey's Anatomy is that Remember when they, they had Dr. McDreamy and Dr. McSteamy and everyone's like, oh, yeah, those were the cute nicknames. Reading these, I thought that that was their names and I'm surprised that maybe they, have real names. maybe they have real names. Well, so I used to watch that show with my wife around the time that McDreamy and McSteamy were, I guess they were sort of rivals. I'm not sure. And I had nicknames for all of the doctors. Were they better nicknames? No, they were okay. not. I only actually remember my nickname for Dr. Izzy Stevens, who I just called Dr. Hot Doctor. <laughs> doctor hot doctor yes i feel like they could start like a well you know how like now doctors on, are on like tiktok and they're like trying to be like influencers yeah <laughs> which is so, so which weird is really gross to me but like doctor doctor hot mcdoctor is definitely has a tiktok doctor oh, hot mcdoctor is definitely. who i call my pediatrician and now he doesn't want to see me anymore <laughs> it might be because i'm an adult but <laughs> <laughs> be the name so much as your age yeah <laughs> i like i like that you guys took what i call dr hot doctor and added the mix so it's dr hot mcdoctor which i think is actually just grimace <laughs> it's it's funny it has nothing to do with like mcsteamy it has to do with mcdonald's yeah like they're just really into chicken nuggets <laughs> number three alex what are the six sections or parts of the axial skeleton little anatomy question for you you may have just heard a thump in the background. That was Spock. He is banging his head against the side of the pod. He has been listening to a lot of heavy metal recently. Lizzie, are y'all listening to, like, old Metallica and yes. Anthrax records below decks? Well, we figured the Anthrax record made the most sense since coronavirus is out and about. Got it. So y'all are really living this whole right. pandemic thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's And we're only playing the board game pandemic as well. Look, he's a cat, but he is surprisingly good at board he's games. So, it, he keeps kicking my ass. You I know, don't... don't play Monopoly with him because he never buys a hotel. He buys a bunch of houses, and then he stops, and then you're like, well, fuck, there's no more properties. Uh, it's it's a problem. <laughs> uh, and we are on question number four. Jessica Meir and the North Carolinian Christina Koch recently made history when they did what? We like history here on the pod. We like people who make history. We like people who break history. We like Dan Carlin's hardcore we've, history. We've listened to Hamilton. <laughs> we've listened to Hamilton, which is how it happened. It is. I was in the room. So I gave an exam, and one of the questions was asking students to sort of, it was a, a question about diction, and it was sort of saying, 
you know, give an example of when somebody has used diction not appropriate to the situation, and they were like, just Hamilton. And I was like, yes, that That's is correct. Correct. <laughs> Fun fact, when I was in AP literature, uh, my, in high school, my prof- like professor explained uh, syntax with Yoda, and that's the only reason I know what syntax Except is. Except that's a brilliant way to explain it. <laughs> it's so good. Alex, question number five. Each of these movies features a physical therapy scene, and I want you to name it. It's a four-part question. Mm-hmm. 5A, the main character of this film hardly needs physical therapy after he walks away from a train wreck without a scratch. 5B, Tom Cruise played a paralyzed Vietnam War veteran in this film. 5C, Daniel Day-Lewis won his first Oscar for his depiction of a painter with cerebral palsy in this movie. And 5D, Jake Gyllenhaal portrays a man who fights his way back after the 2013 Boston Marathon bombing. Now, Lizzie, you weren't there. Julia and I did the live show together when we asked this mm-hmm. particular question. And and some people made fun of my pronunciation of cerebral um, they were like, it's cerebral. And I'm like, that's actually a legit way to say it. But then after they did that, I was unable to say the word. I, I was like, I know what that feels like. Cerebral. And I just, I was done. I it's couldn't like do a it. Finding Nemo and like anemone. Anemone? Anemone. Yes. I can't actually say the word they're saying because I've watched Finding Nemo so many times. So now you no longer know. I only know how to say anemone as if I'm like Nemo. Yes, it's anonymity is yeah. the word you're looking. No, wait. Yeah, it's a struggle. So I understand. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for the, the let's, next? Let's do it. I think Alex looks ready. Okay. He looks like he was born ready. Oh, yeah. That's just the confidence. It's also the t-shirt that says born ready. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the tattoo on my lower back. Yeah. But oh, Wait, turn around. Show us that. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> dear yeah. God. That. Lower is sort of an understatement. That is a full back tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Are you in a biker gang? That's right. The Born Ready Bikers. Oh my gosh. Born Ready, born ready MC. <laughs> How many muscles are in your eye? And that's question number six. That's also the end of the round. I like. I wrote that question. The AI did not write that one. Yeah. I gave that one to the AI, and I'll tell you why. Because mine don't work anymore. Yeah. Stupid eyeballs. Wow. I understand. Mine, my ears don't work. Like, legitimately, my eardrum sits in the wrong place. So sometimes, if I like move my head too quickly, it'll pop back into where it's supposed to be, and it's like one of the most painful things on the planet. Which I will forever be thankful for the newest Fast and Furious trailer because when they revealed a character was back, my jaw dropped so quickly, both my eardrums went back in the proper position. Get out. Yeah, it was amazing. I was like, Fast and Furious has done more for me than any ENT in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew that that franchise would be, well, I know who knew. It was The Rock. When he joined on, he was like, this is to heal the people. (laughs) I want them to go to space. They can be up here. Have they really not already gone to space? No. The next episode is going to have to they be in space. To. Yeah, They're going to drive a car off of like a ramp and it's going to go so going. fast that it just keeps, it just going. keeps going. And then, a, the atmosphere. And then about three weeks later, they're going to dock with our pod and we're going to have, so we're gonna have um, Tyrese Gibson here on the show. That's uh, next week. Tyrese Gibson will <laughs> why, be on the show. Why did you pick the most annoying one? <laughs> Confession. I have never seen a Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> 
I didn't know. Vin Diesel was right there, and you were like, I Tyrese Gibson. I couldn't think of his name. I was trying to think of the name of um, Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, that's and I, fine. I couldn't we can have summon it. Happily. Well, no, I don't think they actually let her drive in real life anymore after oh, the stuff that happened when she was on true. Lost. That's true. I think it's all just movie driving now. It's, yeah, it's true. All right, Alex, it's time to find out your answers to round one. Question number one, what is the name of the loud crack when a plane exceeds the speed of sound? Uh, that would be a sonic boom. And that is correct for 50 points. All, all right, right, very nicely done. Hey, don't get used to those correct answers. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Starting strong and then petering out. That's what we love to do here on the pod. <laughs> All right, Lizzie's got question two for you. I'll name the Grey's Anatomy character. You tell me the actor who portrays them. Um, a, Dr. Izzy Stevens is Katherine Heigl. Oh, oh we had to let him funny. answer. <laughs> Sorry, I'm oh, new here. I, I, got, I got that too. I got... <laughs> did, did you have Katherine Heigl? Well, I came close. What did you have? Um, Izzy was the name of my eighth grade girlfriend for three days. So I put my eighth grade girlfriend, who in fact was Catherine Heigl. Heigl. Crazy coincidence. Okay, actually, no, our AI is flashing up zero points, and you lie. Okay, so... It's not as bad as the one time Julia gave me a question and she just, while giving me the question, also gave me the answer. Okay, look, Lizzie, we've all done it at least <laughs> once. So that was that I was got yours. It out of the way. No, here's the thing: like we really have all done it once, or I've done it like a thousand times. Oh my god, you put one beer in me, and I'm like, I just want to give you the answer. <laughs> so no shame. I I feel like. I still want to give a lot of points for that. Do I get to determine how many points? Uh, the, a the, AI the AI gets to I'm, determine. That I've hacked? Oh, well, then, yeah, go okay, ahead. Great. Also, if Lizzie has hacked our AI, it's probably actually nicer than the usual AI, which is a weirdo. <laughs> Slightly more chaotic, though, strangely. <laughs> um, let's try this again. B, Dr. Jackson Avery. Uh, that is my childhood doctor. His real name, Dr. Woodrum. Shout out to him. No? Um, uh, Jesse Williams, but close. Oh. Very close. So close. I hope that Dr. Woodrum is listening right now. I hope so, like, too. I always liked that young Alex. I, he told me I was going to be tall, and then I got scoliosis, and he got my hopes up for nothing. It's all a scam, really. It is. All of the medical industry. But you're, you are tall. Oh, I should be taller, I guess. <laughs> Aren't that's you? What, that's what people, He's not happy with people the like six feet. I am exactly six feet. People come up to me like, "Oh, you're so tall." I'm like, "Ah, oh, scoliosis." And then wanna, walk away. What height did you want to be? Well, I was supposed to be six four. Those four inches. I am five feet tall. I feel like you need to get over <laughs> yourself. I can't. I'm six feet. It's why I speak so loud. I got to speak up into the atmosphere. Um. Okay. Uh, Doctor Derek Shepard. Uh, very great acting range. That would be Oprah Winfrey. That is correct. I Amazing. Uh, Oprah Winfrey and Patrick Dempsey are actually interchangeable, so that is correct. Um, and then finally, Dr. Meredith Gray. Oh, easy. Me. It was me. Correct. Also correct. Uh, you do bear a striking resemblance to Ellen Pompeo. <laughs> I get that a lot. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't believe those were so difficult to me Well, I've never seen a Grey's Anatomy in my life. Alex, question number three. What are the six sections or parts of the axial skeleton? Uh, this one came easy to me, too. Um, that would be um, Earth, Wind, Fire, Spinal Cord, Heart, Captain Planet. All right. Well, actually, the Spinal 
cord is good enough to get you half credit for one. The correct <laughs> answers were the skull, the ossicles of the middle ear, the hyoid bone, the rib cage, the sternum, and the vertebral column. There you so are. actually, you were right that the spine is all up in there. Again, my scoliosis powers does give me all access <laughs> to the spine. Right. <laughs> it's like when I got the thyroid question right, because I have a thyroid disease. I get it. <laughs> Yeah, we try to make sure that everybody gets a question <laughs> about the th- about the thing that ails them. Yeah, uh, Jessica Mir and North Carolinian uh, Christina Koch recently made history when they did what? Oh, uh, that is uh, finding a cure, F- finding the cure, the ban. Oh, oh! I see. So they found Robert Smith. <laughs> yes, they were lost. Okay. They were like, Sorry. "Where's that guy been <laughs> since since uh, Friday? I'm in love." I um, uh, <laughs> that's not quite right. Uh, they are the first all-female space. They did the first all-female spacewalk. Oh, that's great. Um, interestingly, the cure was also up there. Uh, but the you know the cure's not all-female. So Correct. That didn't- that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I get you. So their spacewalk was not notable. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, I will say the helmet they had to put on the lead singer of the cure was huge it's, to yeah. accommodate all of that hair. All of, a lot of hair. Question number five, Alex. Each of these movies features a physical therapy scene. Name the film 5A. The main character of this film hardly needs physical therapy after he walks away from a train wreck without a scratch. Would that be unstoppable? So close. It is unbreakable. Uh... Was the name of that old Bruce Willis film 5B. Tom Cruise played a paralyzed Vietnam War veteran in this film. Uh, I'm going to say good morning, Vietnam. (laughs) That would have been a totally different movie. So this is a movie I don't think very many people remember from the Tom Cruise uh, oeuvre, which is uh, born on the 4th of July. I think he did that in the, I don't know, early 90s. Captain America was born on the 4th of July. That is true. And Tom Cruise played Captain America in that movie. Correct. Yeah. Who apparently is a uh, Vietnam War veteran now. <laughs> so how long before Tom Cruise weasels his way into the MCU? He now was that supposed the to dark be Iron universe... Man. What? You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Wait, they uh... wanted Tom Cruise for Iron Man, but he said no. And so then they got Robert Downey Jr. Because he was like, because I want to start my own universe with the mummy. Right. Um, Smooth which... move, Tom Cruise. Do you remember when like Avengers Endgame came out and they did the Avenge the Fallen like posters? Yeah. So I'm I'm really great at memes and my work gives me access to Photoshop. So I made an Avenge the Fallen and it was all the cast of the supposed dark universe, including <laughs> Tom Cruise's The Mummy. And I think that's my greatest creation to date. I don't know. I've seen some pretty great creations on your part. This is I true. saw you on Twitter this week doing an impression of Mark Wahlberg from the new Spencer movie on Netflix. I can say one line in a Mark Wahlberg impression, and that's it. Let's hear it. You got (laughs) to do it now. This is more Wahlberg than Wahlberg, people. Just wait. I don't think we found a truck at all. I think we found a Transformer. Oh, my God. Mark Wahlberg is here (laughs) on the pod. Everybody, please welcome Mark Wahlberg (laughs) to the... Oh, wait. Hold on. No, Lizzie is still here. It's okay. Oh, my God. I was convinced. It's the only thing I can say in a Mark Wahlberg accent. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Alex 5C, Daniel Day-Lewis won his first Oscar for his depiction of a painter with cerebral palsy in this movie. Oh, I said the Danish girl. (laughs) (laughs) It's a whole different movie, too. Uh, the correct answer there was My Left 
foot. 5D Jake Gyllenhaal portrays a man who fights his way back after the 2013 Boston Marathon bombing. Oh, you're gonna love this Marathon Man. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've I think I've been watching the wrong movies here. <laughs> I think you have. <laughs> Or maybe you've been watching all the right, right. movies. Yeah, maybe these were the wrong movies. <laughs> the correct answer there was stronger. Uh, uh, how many muscles are in your eyes? Well, um, first I put an odd number, but then I remembered that there were two eyes. <laughs> so originally I put seven, and I changed that to 14. You were closer with seven? The answer is six. Three uh, muscles. Of one eye. Maybe your It's eyes actually have six 14. per eye. Yeah. Oh. Well, <laughs> yeah. there you go. Well, yeah. it just says six. It does say six. But it, so it does say eye. in your eye. Yeah. Sure. I'm really good at reading. I edit for a living. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, that's what uh that's what Dr. Woodrum told me. He said, uh, you don't you have a bum spine, but your eyes your are eye. amazing. Oh my god, it, so you have an extra muscle, muscle in your <laughs> eye. So seven was a correct answer I can see, for you. I can see through time. <laughs> I can see sound. Um, <laughs> well, Lizzie, after one round, what is our AI telling you that Alex's score is? Uh, I feel like I should warn you, uh, once again, the AI has been hacked. Uh, not going to say by who. By uh, you. You said so earlier that answers, you hacked it. The answers might be kind of strange. Um, so let me let me wait for it to calculate. I'm wondering why typing is necessary for the AI to tell you something, <laughs> Lizzie. 55 points? 155 points. All right. So, Alex, that is a very atypical score after one round. But, you know, whoever hacks the AI gets to say, and Lizzie has done that this week. So why don't we launch on into round two, which is our Stranger Things round. This is where I'll cover some ground. All right. Have you, so you've seen the show. Oh, I love you've the show. You've loved the show. Oh, yeah. Well, you're the only one on the pod. Okay, say, so. I watched an episode, and then... I realized that I didn't have to write a review on it, and I only watch content I'm required to review because I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, here is question number one. In Stranger Things, the kids play Dungeons and Dragons. How many editions of D&D &D have there been, and what is the name of that game's creator? Each correct answer is worth 50 points for question number one. Lizzie, you have to have played some D&D &D in your time. Yes, I'm currently in a... D and D game with uh, the but why though staff where I play it's like the race is like a cat person but then I also have a cat and so my name in the game is cat with a K and then my cat's name is cat with a C after breakfast at Tiffany's and the point of my character is they just keep making cat puns but they don't realize they're cat puns oh god that's fantastic <laughs> please tell me at some point your character is going to meet up with cat Williams I'm I'm hopeful. It's gonna happen. I'm it's gonna happen. Alex, have you played some D and D? Uh, surprisingly, as a bigger nerd as I am, I have not. But I'm always looking. Well, we'll, we'll forgive you for that one. Uh, and then number two, jumping right back in. When Dustin sets up his radio in season three, he thinks he has intercepted a signal from what country? Now I gotta admit, when I watched season three of Stranger Things, and I did, I have watched it. I I was not like super all into it because I'm squeamish and I don't like horror things and Stranger Things scared me. And so I it's got put, some spooks. I put a blanket over my eyes sure. for much of that. And while the blanket was over my eyes, Spock attacked my toes. But my dad was a ham radio dude. And so when when Dustin gets all like, hey, I'm going to put up my radio and talk to my girlfriend half a world away, I was like, I know how that works. <laughs> That's the part you nerded out about. Oh, yeah, completely. Okay. 
just checking. <laughs> question number three. These are questions about the Popo. What? All right. All right. 3A, what is the name of the Hawkins chief of police on Stranger Things? 3B, name the actor who plays him. And 3C, what superhero did that actor play in a 2018 film? What's interesting about Stranger Things, and it's similar to what happened to me with Game of Thrones, is even though I haven't watched it, I know everything that's happened because I'm required to live on Twitter. Um, so by default, I feel like I've watched it. Are there other shows where you haven't watched, but you're like, I know everything? I watched and reviewed Watchmen, but I imagine if I hadn't, that would have occurred because most of my timeline is like comics people as somebody who works as a comics oh. editor for a pop culture website. And I mean, they were like live tweeting it and I had to turn off notifications, turn off Twitter because I was like, I'm getting spoiled while watching it because I watch and write my stuff at the same time. So I'm always a tad bit behind, but oh man, that probably would have been one. This might be a good time to plug a podcast I want to do where a group of guys talk about Watchmen called Watchmen Watch Watchmen. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's legit. That's pretty good. That's legit. Who watches the Watchmen who watch Watchmen? Oh, God. <laughs> the Watcher, which ironically is in the Marvel Universe, but he can see everything, so it works. Well, with a head that big, how right. could he fail to <laughs> right. miss it? That is a giant right. nugget, that guy. Is exactly. he going to be in the Eternals movie? I hope so. I actually really like the theory that the reason Stan Lee has been in Everywhere in the Marvel Universe is because he's a watcher. Oh, I like yeah, that. That's good. Yeah. that's good. Was was the watcher, was he eternal or he was celestial, right? Or was he eternal? I don't remember. I don't either. I want to say he was celestial. If anybody asks, I'm going to say he's one of the new gods and then they're going to stare very confused because that's a DC that's thing. That's straight up that's DC. Right. They're going to be he's like, one of the freedom people. he's not light rays, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Here's question number four from Lizzie. We, Winona Ryder plays Joyce Byers. What were her t four top grossing films in the U.S. box office? Uh, this was not adjusted for inflation. She didn't have big role in any of these, apparently. God. No, she letting, she uh, had a big role in some, but just not in all of them. In all of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's no small role when you're Winona Ryder. This is true. <laughs> there's only small actors, and she is very small. She is not a large lady. Have you seen these cracked out commercials on Hulu where it's like, welcome to Winona. And I think it's for like a web hosting company or something, but they make no sense. They really have nothing to do with the product. They're like a progressive commercial. I'm very they have nothing happy to do with the product. that I pay for the Hulu that doesn't have ads all of a sudden. I should do that. Yeah. I need to do that. It's like $2 more and it's worth it. That would be totally worth it. Yeah. Question number five, Alex. The monsters are some of the best parts of Stranger Things. So tell me, 5A, what did the kids call the monster in season one? And 5B, what did they call the bigger monster in season two? Here's question number six. Charlie Heaton, who plays Jonathan, has a movie coming soon, we think, with Anya Taylor-Joy and Macy Williams. What is it called? That's a movie I'm looking forward to. You might have a while to look. Oh, is it never going to? Oh, I guess a lot of movies are not going to come out because of coronavirus. I saw I that James Bond is getting pushed back. I, I think it's funny that this movie could potentially just, even though they've announced a date, could once again never come out. This movie is doomed in so many ways. And we'll see if Alex knows what it is when we review the answers to our Stranger Things round. 
right now. Question number one, Alex, in Stranger Things, the kids play Dungeons and Dragons. How many editions of D&D have there been, and what is the name of the game's creator? Uh, well, I'm pretty sure we're up to the fifth edition now. That is correct for 50 points. And the creator is Gary Gygax. That is also correct for 50 points. He said he was going to make up some ground I in am. this round. Yeah. I it's hope happening. you enjoyed those funny answers last time, because <laughs> now he's all serious. Oh, okay. Oh, he's knuckled down. <laughs> That's what's weird is his t-shirt now says knuckled down. Let me see your the back. tattoo, yeah, it changes with the mood. That's, it's a mood tattoo. It is I didn't a mood tattoo. Those. It now extends down onto your butt. Why are you showing us your butt? <laughs> oh, sorry. Alex, put it away. <laughs> so, put it I've, away. I've been alone in space for so long. <laughs> this is not the moon we wanted to see. <laughs> That's no <The> moon. <laughs> Uh, when Dustin sets up his radio in season three, he thinks he has intercepted a signal from what country? Uh, that would be the USSR. That is correct for 50 points. Question number three. This is about the Popo. 3A, what is the name of the Hawkins chief of police? Uh, that's Sheriff Hopper. That's Jim Hopper, yeah. 3B, who plays him? Uh, that is uh, David Harbour. David Harbour is correct for another 50. And 3C, what superhero did that actor play in a 2018 film? That would be Hellboy. Also correct. All right, so clean sweep thus far. Let's see if he can keep it going. Number four is a tough one. Yes. When Nona Ryder plays Joyce Byers, what were her four top-grossing films at the U.S. box office? All right. Uh, confidently, I will say Alien. D no. No. Unfortunately, <laughs> that did not top You got, you got three more? Four, well, yeah. these three, three are going to seem great. I also put Alien 2. <laughs> <laughs> so she, I don't think she was in an Alien movie till Alien 3, right? Oh, great, because the next I have on my list is Alien 3. Yeah, also not on the not on the list. <laughs> Doing great. Uh, and then finally I put uh, Kramer versus Kramer versus Alien. <laughs> that one, strangely enough, is correct. That is, yeah, that is the highest grossing <laughs> movie at the U.S. box office. Really of all time. Of all time, yeah. The correct answers were Star Trek, Mr. Deeds, Black Swan, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Interesting. Yeah, all right, here's number four. Five, the monsters are some of the best parts of Stranger Things. What did the kids call the monster in season one? Uh, that would be the demigorgon. And that is worth 50 points. And what did they call the bigger monster in season two? That is a mind flare. That is also correct. All right, nicely done. And then finally, uh, Charlie Heaton, who plays Jonathan, has a movie coming soon, we think, with uh, Anya Taylor-Joy and Macy Williams. What is it called? I'm going to kick myself when I hear it, but here's my thought process. You all were talking about, oh, I can't wait for a, a, this movie to actually come out. Go so, on. So the answer I put, an actually good live action Justice League. I would like to see that, but the answer was the New Mutants, which is not yes. DC. It's the other one. It's, it's uh, right. right. It's very Fox. close. But we will be waiting for a good live action Justice League. <laughs> Maybe forever. Maybe till the end of time. I was reading today an article that made me really sad because I didn't realize that when Brandon Ralph left Legends of Tomorrow that the creators had written him off the show and that he had wanted to stay. I kind of assumed like, well, as long as that dude wants to do the show, he was great as Ray Palmer. I just I loved him on that show. But so he he was Superman. He's in like a really actually surprisingly good Superman movie and he's like awesome it's right at the dawn of like hey we're gonna do these big cinematic universes and they're like yeah we're just gonna sit on this one and let Henry Cavill do it I feel bad for that dude I feel bad for Henry Cavill 
Why do you feel bad for him? Because they CG'd out, CGI'd out his mustache? Yes, which I actually <laughs> own a, a piece of artwork that has Superman with that mustache, and it means a lot to me. That's weird. I own a piece of artwork that has you with that mustache, <laughs> that's, Lizzie. That's because I gave it to you. Oh, yeah, you did. Right. Okay, that's, yeah, that's why I Because I really love that mustache. It means a lot to me. It's, so uh, sometimes I just wear it. That's <laughs> fair enough. It, I, Alex has it on a back tattoo right <laughs> now. Sure. So. He he also is really feeling the mood of the mustache. Yeah, you just Understood. started talking about Henry Cannell's mustache. My body is, has a mind of his own. That's true. <laughs> uh, the score now, which a completely normal score, might I add, is 555. 555 after two rounds, and that seems like a really good time for us to take a short break. So stick around. We'll be back with more Trivia Escape Pod. trivia escape pod if you like the show help us out by leaving us a review or telling a friend to subscribe on apple podcasts stitcher spotify google play or triviaescapepod.com every review matters for a little podcast like ours so give us a shout pretty please alex round three today is a subtract a letter movie round and the way this works is that the ai that has been commandeered by lizzie so probably actually just lizzie has has decided to write a, a series of screenplays, and it's going to give you the plot to its screenplay. Your job is to identify the name of its screenplay. But basically the way it's written these is it's taken a famous movie, it's taken one letter out of the title, and then it's reworked the plot based on the new title. Let's give you an example. Here is the plot. In the near future, a weary mutant cares for an ailing Professor X because he has borrowed too much money oh that would be a loan loan yeah logan without the g yeah. is just loan and that is how the round is going to work the ai and by the ai i think i just mean lizzie has if it's got a really bad answer it was written by spock oh you've been collaborating <laughs> with spock i, I see clarify all right you've spent a lot of time with him in that heating duct haven't you <laughs> there's not a lot else to do other than play pandemic with spock <laughs> fair enough you know, one thing I'm noticing is you're about the same size as it's Spock, true. too. I'm, you would definitely fit in all compact. of his crawl spaces. <laughs> I'm starting to think maybe if Expedia doesn't give me my money back, I'll just mail myself to Austin. That might be a lot cheaper, it is, and I'll definitely fit. It is unfortunately illegal now, and I know that from listening to Futility if I don't Closet. tell people, if they don't catch me. Fair enough. Okay. All right. So here is the plot to number one. In number one, Lizzie mails herself to Austin and is busted by the feds. What's the... No, wait. Hold on. That's not actually the movie. I'm just trying to teach moral lessons. Quite, uh, number one, Evan, Seth, and McLovin try to get booze for a party and discover that one of them has a high-quality sexual organ. Um, I just wanted to ask, did everybody like my interpretive dance? 
oh during the right. the song coming right. back from the break it was it was pretty amazing no one commented on mine which was basically a cat dance well we'd seen that one before you you okay i do that in the shower why have you seen that before <laughs> Look, we okay. No, we've had a lot of talks on the podcast about how weird our showering space is, but I thought it was private, Lizzie. I meant that you did it the first time we heard it. Oh yeah, I did. I didn't need to know all that, but thank you. Well, now I'm gonna tell Spock. Now everyone knows my showering I habits. Mean, you know, honesty is I guess the best policy. I guess so. <laughs> I've never been quite sure about that one, but here we are. And here's plot number two. After the murder of his father, a cub prince flees his kingdom only to discover that he has an unequal number of protons and electrons. <laughs> That's terrible. So <laughs> That one was mine. Yeah, obviously. While Alex is working on that, uh, Lizzie, I, we need to talk about the fact that Julia is not on the pod this week. We haven't really mentioned that. Is she in quarantine? I think so. I think, I think you know how like they just did a spacewalk? Well, that's where we put, Julia's doing a spacewalk, and that's where we figured the best place for quarantine was. So she's out there in a suit by herself for two weeks. Right. Did you give her food? She's got something. She's got some, you're just waving your hand like you got something. I'm sure it's fine. Look, I've seen Event Horizon. Come, I've seen the movie where someone eats back. their own arm. She would come back if she was hungry. Yeah, y'all have to open the door to let her in. If she's in quarantine, you're oh, not going to do it. I forgot that part. Here's number three, Alex. <laughs> A kidnapped woman gives birth in captivity, then puts data on a CD. That was Spock. That was obviously Spock obviously. writing that one. It's, yeah. it's too disturbing to be anybody else. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think she'll be, she's resilient. She's resilient. In her spacewalk. She's from hardy Floridian stock. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> to be a Floridian, you have to be resilient. Uh, right. Because you have to deal with other Floridians. Right. To survive in Florida, you can survive anywhere. It's, yeah. True that. A family in the 1630s New England is torn apart by forces of black magic, possessive, and poison ivy. Well, that one sounds creepy as all get out. Was that you? Was that Spock? Who wrote that one? That was definitely a combination. Oh, you and Spock are co-writing films oh, yeah. now. We, we're, we're partners at this point. Like We're buddy-buddy. Partners as in like life partners? <laughs> no. Are you engaged to our cat? No. <laughs> I just mean writing partners. Okay. I, I wasn't sure. I'm like, you know. Space is progressive, but I don't think we're that progressive. <laughs> the plot to number five, Alex, with his wife's disappearance having become the focus of an intense media circus, a husband is left to console his only daughter. It's interesting. I would see that. I would, too. That's actually one of the few ones I might watch. Wait, you wrote all these. <laughs> Are you saying you wouldn't watch your own movies? That is correct. Okay, that's fair. You have a you have an embattled relationship with watching movies. You know what I realize is that we have not talked about your podcast. When we get to the end, I want you to tell our listeners okay. all the fun things you and Ash are doing over on your podcast because it's amazing. I, f fun feels like an exaggeration, but well, it's not well, fun for you, but right, it's fun it for, is for fun I for listen every else. week and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, number six: A child psychiatrist talks to a young boy who can see and talk to evil Jedi only to discover at the end of the movie that he himself is an evil Jedi. What? Whoa. This one's about banking regulation. 
<laughs> you are a woman obsessed. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story about when Disney got rid of the extended universe of Star Wars? Can I say yes and then you won't tell it again? No, you're going to tell it again. I'm going to tell it again. It's important to me. Tell it again. So when that happened, someone asked me, are you upset that Disney got rid of the Star Wars EU? And my response, being an intelligent person, was, why does Star Wars need a European Union? It's in space. <laughs> so as many people realized quickly, I don't know jack about Star Wars. <laughs> and here is number seven. <laughs> A wheelchair-bound photographer spies on his neighbors from his apartment and looks at the organs they use to hear. I mean, obviously I wrote that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It's a classic movie sure. that yeah. you have bastardized <laughs> and made somehow slightly less classic. That's kind of my, my greatest talent, though, is doing that. Oddly enough, I'm really good at that, too. <laughs> Uh, are we ready for the oh, next one? I, still I sure see. am. No. Okay. His shirt right. says born ready born. again. So. <laughs> I should just read the shirt. <laughs> a sheltered uptown cocker spaniel dog in a romance with a streetwise downtown mutt builds an incline for wheelchair access. It's very important things are ADA accessible. Yeah, I, so, I, I mean, this is... Yeah, I'm this, okay with this. This movie should definitely win awards. I think this movie would win tons of awards. Right. Yeah, tons. Number nine, in 1931 in Paris, an orphan living in the walls of a train station gets wrapped up in a mystery involving his late father and an automaton embracing. I've been listening to a podcast that ended, I think, four years ago called Wonderland, mm -hmm. which is about the history of play. And he talks a lot about automatons and how in the, you know, in the 1800s, people were building these sort of fantastic automatons, which were basically sort of the earliest examples of programming, right? right? And it's really cool because he basically sort of posits that a lot of computer science grows out of this desire to build cool little machines that do things in predictable patterns. And I was like, huh. And thought of like the player piano as an early example of coding, but it totally is. Yeah. I mean, if you think about like H.G. Wells, things that scientists read science fiction and then go on to make it. Yeah. So, uh, and then finally, a mouthy mutant with healing powers shows off his lumpy physique in a swimming area. I feel like if only I were a mouthy mutant, this would be a movie about me. Uh, strangely, <laughs> it actually works for me. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, it's good that we have such a good exercise yeah, regimen up right. here on the pod. It's really difficult. Uh, and, and right now, the only exercise we can get is, is the spacewalk, which we've sent Julia on and we can't. It's so true, because you're not going to open the door because she's in quarantine. <laughs> I will admit, I actually, I have taken up a new exercise regimen. I don't know if you can tell just from looking at me. I'm wearing sort of a, a tighter shirt today. But my new exercise regimen consists entirely of, and mark this down, Gardetto snack mix. That's all. I, I eat a bunch of that. That's it. That's the whole regimen. Uh, my regimen is uh, drinking two glasses of wine and then dancing in my apartment to K-pop while I have writer's block. And so far, it's working really well. 
It probably cures the writer's block as well. Yeah, more more so that than the exercise part. To be to oh, be honest. I'd be sure of yeah. it. Yeah, my plan is uh, two packs of uh, rainbow cookies from Keebler Elves at two a.m. and then go to bed eventually. That's better than what I was worried you were going to say, which is two packs of cigarettes. So you're already <laughs> you're already above the bar. That yeah, you're doing fine. I inevitably set there. Alex, let's find out the answers in our subtract a letter movie round. Question number one, Evan, Seth, and McLovin try to get booze for a party and discover that one of them has a high-quality sexual organ. Uh, would that be up a bad? Oh, so close. Unfortunately, that is superb D. Superb D. <laughs> I'm glad that amuses you. I think Spock wrote that one. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's out of me, out of my territory. Uh, after the murder of his father, a cub prince flees his kingdom only to discover that he has an unequal number of protons and electrons. First, let me just say I'm really excited for the live action remake of this film. Oh, it's going to be good. Years. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. But that would be Ion King. That is correct yes. for 50 points. Number three, a kidnapped woman gives birth in captivity, then puts data on a CD. Uh, that is the ROM. That is yep. correct. A family in the 1630s New England is torn apart by the forces of black magic, possession, and poison ivy. Uh, that would be the itch. Yep. All right. So racking up the points right here. Number yeah. five, with his wife's disappearance having become the focus of an intense media circus, a husband is left to console his only daughter. Would that be one girl? That is one girl. All right. Nicely done. A child psychiatrist talks to a young boy who can see and talk to evil Jedi, only to discover at the end of the movie that he himself is an evil Jedi. That would be a Sith sense. That, that is correct. That is correct. I'm a little bit angry, though, because the plot description gives away the twist. We don't even have to watch the movie anymore. <laughs> well, it, it doesn't give away the twist about the banking regulations. <laughs> That's still in there. <laughs> Number seven. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you are so single-minded about that one thing. It's kind of amazing. I, it I might have, be my favorite thing about you, I by the way. I have like one joke that I just keep repeating <laughs> so long as people laugh. It's never failed to work on me I, thus far. Number seven, a wheelchair-bound photographer spies on his neighbors from his apartment and looks at the organs they use to hear. That would be ear window. Ear window is correct for 50 points. A sheltered uptown cocker spaniel dog in romance with a streetwise downtown mutt builds an incline for wheelchair access. That'll be Lady in the Ramp. Perfect. Number nine. In 1931 in Paris, an orphan living in the walls of a train station gets wrapped up in a mystery involving his late father and an automaton embracing. Uh, this is a guess. I'm going to say Artemis Owl. I liked that guess. I liked mostly, that guess, too. Mostly because I didn't know what this movie was. So this was a play on the movie Hugo, and it became Hug. Hug. Can I just say, I also wrote down the one with the box and the key. Is that anything? Is there a box and a key in Hugo? I've never seen Hugo. Maybe. I saw Hugo a while ago and remember being sort of bored. <laughs> Were you thinking of like... Oh, well, you know what the two there's most boring probably, There's so. probably a box. Were you thinking of like box trolls? <laughs> Probably. Okay. Probably. Wait, what are the two most boring things? What are you going to tell oh, us? Oh, box and a key. 
Oh, that well, your shirt says the two most boring things are boxing. I probably yeah. should have figured that out by I, reading yeah, your shirt. We, we gotta we gotta get better with the shirt. Yeah, here. truly. <laughs> a mouthy mutant with healing powers shows off his lumpy physique in a swimming pool. Uh, that'd be Dadpool. That, that is Dadpool. And Lizzie, after three rounds, what is the AI telling you that Alex's score is? That um, uh, give the AI a second. I would say this is sort of right up my alley because I love movies and I have dyslexia, so I lose those anyways. <laughs> <laughs> It's perfect. We we built the round just for people who were like, yeah, I'm dyslexic, yeah. and I and always needed this. Ross, I do uh, want to apologize. You did say you're only allowed to talk about one defect your body has, but you know, I have talking about You both. know what? Here's the thing. We embrace our true selves. Here on Trivia Escape Pod, it doesn't matter who you are, what's going on in your brain, in your body. I mean, we all know I have no filter. So. We've known that for a while, <laughs> ever, ever since we met you back in episode, what, 16? And we were immediately horrified. Five minutes into Lizzie's first appearance on the podcast, Julie and I were like, what the fuck is happening? Who for is this reason, lady? For Ooh. some reason, they idiotically brought me back, and then I just didn't leave. Oh, yeah, no, actually, we were like, the, the night that she was on the podcast, we were like, so we're going to hang out tonight? We're going to hang out tonight? She was like, yeah, we're going to hang out tonight. <laughs> Good times. The uh, the new score is now 955. Now, one thing you probably don't realize, Alex, is that if we get to a thousand points on the podcast, it does propel us into a whole new sector of space, which is going to suck for Julia because she's not inside the pod. And when the thrusters go on, she she's riding along. Is it's there fun. a tether? Yeah. Oh, she's going to be tethered on at light speed. Can you imagine? It's going to be like when. You know, like the boats pull like tubes behind. Lizzie, she is going to vomit in that spacesuit <laughs> so bad. In two weeks, you're going to let her back in. She's going to be a vomit beast. It's going to be crusted in her hair. Better in the spacesuit than on the ship. That's true. We have very sensitive equipment. Don't worry. With that extra five points that somehow I've put up, I'll make sure that I'll set it right to Julia. <laughs> She'll be okay. It's good of you to give those extra five <laughs> points away. Where did they come from? <laughs> Alex, we've got time. <laughs> Just rewire the AI to do math again, Lizzie. I broke it. I can't believe you disabled its math function. The one thing we made computers for. And you're like, I'll disable that. But I'll let it write plots. (laughs) Alex, we've got one more question for you. It's a top 10 question. And each correct answer in this round is worth 100 points. Any one correct answer is going to do us right. However... This is a tough one. This is a ridiculous question. I think this is bananas. Lizzie, why don't you give us the top 10 question? According to the USA Today, which released a list of the 100 most popular things everyone bought in 2019, what are the top 10 things that people bought in 2019? How specific? Um, I things. I think I think we'll probably be generous in our interpretations. Right. Yeah, cuz some of these I have questions. Yeah, I have questions too. Some of these are not exactly things. Some of these I did buy. If that narrows it down for you. I, oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. I too I bought <laughs> I bought numbers one and two and nothing else. Well, I messed up, you know, my credit card notifications. So they actually go to Alex now. So he he knows everything I've Alex bought. has all of your credit <laughs> card <laughs> debt. Correct. Uh, well terrible. done. She rewired the AI and the American credit system. That's great. And now his shirt reads Chase. Yeah, it's he 
he is all of Chase Bank now, which that's not what I would personally want to be, but I'm not going to sit here and, and judge how people want to define themselves. What is the dumbest thing you bought in 2019, Lizzie? The dumbest thing I bought? Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's something really good. I feel like I have very strange hours, and sometimes at like four in the morning, I'll decide, oh my gosh, I need this thing from Amazon. And it's usually not expensive, but it's usually pretty worthless. And it was probably like a kitchen tool, which is ironic because I hate cooking. So I don't know why I decided I needed that, but it's a kitchen tool to help open avocados. And I bought it not even during avocado season. Well, that's when you get it cheaper. Right. Except that's not really how the demand works for that tool. <laughs> um, but that's probably the dumbest thing. Um, there are stupid things I've bought that I love, though, so I don't consider them as stupid. Well, yeah, no, I, I can get with that. I Heidi and I made a really dumb purchase in 2019, mm -hmm. and I love it so much. It is a plastic, it's a two-piece little plastic thing, and it's basically sort of in the shape of a hot dog bun. And you, you take the two pieces apart, and one piece looks like sort of a grate, okay. and then it fits down onto the other piece, which looks like it would fit a grate. And you, you lay a hot dog on top of the bottom piece, then push the grate down on top of it, and it cuts up your hot dogs, which you then can put in macaroni and cheese. And my God, we used that $1.39 item all see, the time. See, that's why it's like... In theory, this is a really ridiculously dumb so item, dumb. but I use it a lot, so I it's not as dumb. Love it. What was your dumb item? If it's not on the list, you can tell us it's, if it's on it's the list. It's not on okay. the list, uh, mostly because I don't know what half the things on this list are. So good luck for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we chased my answers. And, and some it's, of them are not even things. <laughs> it's probably, I bought, you know the meme where it's like, this is fine and it's the dog? No, I don't know that meme. Like, okay, so he's so, drinking, it's a dog, and he's drinking coffee, and there's fire. Everything's on fire. Oh, yeah, him. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, this is fine. Yeah. Well, the creator of that art has an online store, and he has a plush of the dog, so I now own the This Is Fine dog, and he sits on my couch with his little coffee cup, and so when I'm watching TV, he I snuggle him. That's a perfectly legit right. Solid purchase. purchase. Yeah. Solid purchase. If I, if, if. If Chase was like, actually, the only time I've ever got a we think this is fraud charge was when I charged my card at my rheumatologist. And I really am concerned about American healthcare systems if credit card companies are like, oh, they went to a specialist. That's definitely a fraud. Yeah. The rheumatologist <laughs> is fake, but the this is fine dog that's, is 100% real. Yeah. A real purchase. They know us well. I will say my favorite purchase of 2019 did not arrive yet, nor will it arrive until about May. Do you know what it was? I mean, if it's the thing I bought that'll arrive around May, it's it would not. be the Joelle Jones Catwoman statue where she's wearing her wedding dress that I may have pre-ordered. I pre-ordered a Baby Yoda Funko. That's allowed. Yeah. I love me some Baby Yoda. Um, I did tell my family that they can only call him Yodito, and then I sent a meme of Baby Yoda instead of holding a the tea he's holding a tamale because my family's mexican you've posted that meme and i yeah, love it it's really it. important to me yeah and you know the best part about baby yoda he grows up to be an actuary and that is like <laughs> that hits all of your buttons so alex let's find out your answers according to highly trustworthy news source usa today 
what are the top 10 things from their list of the 100 most popular things everyone bought in 2019? Now, we are going to take any of the top 13 answers simply because some of the items on the list are not actually items, and we're like, what the hell? So, go ahead and give it a shot. You'll get 100 points for each one you get correct. All right. Uh, this very first one, tell me if it's too nonspecific. I put food. Too nonspecific. Food may be a little bit nonspecific, but oddly enough... There is no one item that is food on the list. Yeah. Specific branded products. You've answered food that's not on the list. Give us your number two answer. Well, my number two answer would be water. <laughs> that is a thing everyone bought in 2019. To be honest, this could very well just be like a coronavirus list now for things that you need to Basically. stock up on. Okay. Yeah. Also, how did USAID today fail to notice that everyone bought food and water in 2019? It's so Their weird. list is flawed. It's so weird. Their logic is just fake news. Pfft. And you know what? I feel like we probably did not give Alex the the clue that these were things that were like sort of the bestsellers in 2019 that maybe hadn't been bestsellers prior right. to that. Right. So we should probably give him a few more minutes. His shirt is now saying, fuckers, give me a few more minutes. <laughs> that's yeah, that's, that's actually why I made that suggestion. You don't even want to see my back saying right now. <laughs> no, show, show us your back. Show us your, it's it's bare. He's just showing us his ass. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I swear. That's so inappropriate. That's so inappropriate. That... But also fair at the same time, you know? The, uh, well, no, actually, now his back just has a tramp stamp that says trash compactor and it points down. So <laughs> I am. Less, I am less That's... Put your. Okay, turn around, Alex, and answer this question. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. My dear God. I know everybody talks about the trash compactor scene in Star Wars, but I think people should talk about the banking regulations more. <laughs> do you want to tell us more about your strong thoughts on the banking? How do you feel about, oh, it's not Holly Smoot. What was the big banking? Um, I don't know any characters. I just know no, I'm thinking about no, generic I'm, banking No, Holly Smoot was a tariff in like the 1930s. I'm thinking of the banking. Is it Dodd-Frank? Oh, okay. And yeah. So you just perked up all of a sudden. <laughs> Have that I? What weird is like glitter came out of your ears when I said so, Dodd Frank. So I do this thing with people who decide, especially at conventions, because the problem with being a woman who covers comic and entertainment media is people like to quiz you as if you don't belong here. So what I've started that, doing. That's the only problem? Yeah, that's it. I really it's thought weird. The, really thought the death it. threats were worse, but okay. You know, strangely, those bother me less. I don't know why, but what I've started to do is with the confidence of a white cis man, I just say things that are completely incorrect, but I say them so confidently that they can't not believe me. So I have told somebody that it really disappointed me in episode three when they voted to dissolve the Glass-Steagall Act. <laughs> and the person <laughs> stared at me and couldn't decide if I was being serious, because I don't think they realized what the Glass-Steagall Act was. <laughs> it's pretty wonderful. Right. So that's the type of person I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we already had a sense yeah, of the well, type of person fair. you are. All right. So, Alex, we're going to come back at you, right. and we're going to check in with you on the top 10 most popular things that everyone bought in 2019 that were not available or were not bought in mass quantities prior to that. What are they? I have updated my list and right. I've now added hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. That's 2020, <laughs> my friend. Oh. <laughs> and hand, hand sanitizer is not on the list, unfortunately. 
Um, okay, I think I'm going to skip ahead because I think I know this is here. I'm going to say Disney Plus. Disney Yay! Plus is the number one answer yeah. on the list. It is worth 100 points, and that means you have already catapulted us into another sector of space. Poor Julia is going to have whiplash, <laughs> but you've still got eight answers left. She's what fine. else is on that list? She's fine. Um, I'm um, I also put, thinking of virusy things, masks. Masks not on the list. Oh, I just thought Again, Halloween that's a, was big this year. <laughs> that's a 2020 thing. All right, seven more answers. Um, I put Uber slash Lyft or any ride-sharing service. Oh, that is a really good, good answer. answer. It is there. unfortunately not on here. All of the items, except for the things that are not even items, uh, which you're going to be mad because you're going to no one guess that. Uh, but 11 of the 13 are physical items. Okay. So that so I'm hoping that the other non-physical item will be air, air travel. Oh, unfortunately. We're going to go ahead and tell you the non-physical items because you're going to be like, what? It is the Nordstrom anniversary sale, which apparently everyone bought, and the and Anthro Day and Anthropology. Um, Both of the, like... The context of you just bought the whole anniversary sale is very strange it's ridiculous, to me because right? it's like you buy items from the sale. So I don't know how they can quantify that. Also, I guess they're just that popular of sales. I think so, but how is Prime Day not on there? Because everyone I know yeah. spent money on Prime Day. Hey, that gives me an idea for an answer. <laughs> is it Amazon Prime? It's not on no. there. Not. Yeah, sorry. Everybody already had that. <laughs> all right, well, then I'll push on through. Um, the rest are all physical, physical items. items. Yeah. You said that. Yeah, yeah. So you, um, you got uh, six answers left. Six answers left. All right, this is going to be great. <laughs> I'm glad I hit the threshold because... Uh, it's going to get ugly It's going to get ugly. Um, I said and whatever the new iPhone came out... That is not on the list, unfortunately. I'm not sure there was a new iPhone in 2019, was there? I I have an iPhone 6. I'm not the person. Me to too. Ask. I have an SE. We're yeah. Like a, we're <laughs> like an iPhone 28. I don't. Uh, yeah. What I, operating system does this uh, skate pod run on? Oh, this is on uh, iOS 1.0. I can tell you my MacBook is on Catalina because when I was forced to update it, my Audacity no longer works. So now I have to hack into the Matrix to get the programming I use to record my own podcast. You know how to hack into the Matrix? Yes, but only to open Audacity. So all that stuff happening with Neo, you're like, nah, can't help. I can't. I have a podcast. All right. So our guest host today is the Merovingian. <laughs> Alex, you got five answers left. Five answers. Here we go. Um, I'm going to say laptops is going to be on there. Not on the list. Of course. <laughs> um, follow through. Uh, I'm just going to go with televisions as well. Not on the list. All right. People had TVs before 2019, <laughs> Alex. So these are items that no one bought before 2019. Right. They, if In if theory. people bought them, they were not uh, popular. they were not fad items. I'm sure there's a whole subgroup. Here's the thing: I've been buying the same thing for five years. So yes, you, it's so a, you're it's like the, eighty. It's the mood right. shirt. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like I had a pair of pajama pants that a hole split in them so then i found somebody on ebay who bought the wrong size accidentally and had never worn the same exact pajama pants so i bought those because i didn't want to buy new pajama pants i have so much respect for you <laughs> right now all right alex three more answers three more answers well i'm just gonna start naming some very trendy things yes uh fidget spinner Ooh, that's a fantastic guess but it is not on the list it was like 2017 
that was? Yeah, that's, you're, you're a little behind. <laughs> well, it, it graduated from middle school last right, year, okay. so now adults are getting them. All right, two more answers. Uh, a sock pop, uh, not sock puppet. Uh, the thing, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish. That thing that you put on your phone in the back. Uh, pop socket. Pop socket. I have one. It has Batman on it. And it is not on the list. Not on the list. All right, well, I've saved the best for last, and okay. I'm sure this is going to be here. Um, it would be Lizzie's new book, Galactic Trade Regulations, How Does the Senate Operate, and who? Do, how Does It Affect Me? That is the number two answer yes, on the list. Correct. I knew it. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's great. Uh, Lizzie did have a best-selling hit with uh, Galactic Trade Regulations. Uh, that's, I mean, Everybody's if really you're in interested. the know, you just shorthand yeah, it to Galactic right. Trade, G- or right. GTR. 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 <laughs> Um, Reese Witherspoon selected it for her book club yeah. just recently. <laughs> Here is the list that USA Today had. Number one was Disney Plus. Number two, Instant Pot. Number three, the UFI Robot Vacuum. Number four, Inogear Essential Oil Diffuser. Number five, the Nectar Mattress. Number six, Home Chef. Number seven, AirPods. Number eight, the Dash Egg Cooker. Number nine was the Nordstrom Anniversary Sale. Number 10, the Fire TV Stick 4K. Number 11, the Echo Show. I guess that's the Echo Show 5 model. Number uh, 12, the Anthro Day. And number 13 was the Afresh Washing Machine Cleaner, which that's the one I had never heard of on the list. You want to know which ones I have heard of? Which ones? AirPods. You don't have an Instant Pot, really. My, okay, that's fair. I'd have her Instant Pot because I don't have one, but my sister does. And and she's making pot roast in constantly. four minutes. Seeing yeah. everybody buying the essential oil diffuser, I just want to put out you know, a, a PSA and say that you should also get your vaccines. Just in case those are related. <laughs> uh- <laughs> So what correlation are you drawing here, Lizzie? I just, you know, I, I'm not trying to say that if you have that, you don't believe in it, but I'm just saying there is, you know, I lavender oil don't do shit for measles. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> are we not talking about some sort of car oil? <laughs> because that's, that's honestly, until you said that, I was like, hold on. <laughs> oh, no, we actually, here on the pod, we have been diffusing motor oil into the it's air. That's true, yeah. That's yeah, why that's Spock like... is jet black. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't use gasoline anymore. I just put healing crystals into my tank. It works. It every works. time. <laughs> every time. Lizzie, after that round, what is the AI telling you that Alex's score is? Um. So the AI really liked a certain answer that was technically incorrect and gave it full points but you know the ai is clearly in charge so it's fine so the there are wires (laughs) running into the back of your neck right now so obviously you're the ai but go ahead the final score is 1155 minus five which those five points obviously went to julia right so all right so the final score today alex 1150 julia five lizzie minus one million the one million I got in the first round of when I first got here, I see. Oh, that's true. That's true. As always, all of our questions were provided by our AI supercomputer, which today is basically an outgrowth of Lizzie's brain and apparently some input from her life partner, Spock. So if you think that Lizzie made a mistake, shoot us an email at triviaescapepod at gmail.com. 
apparently she's used to that because she's a woman writing about comics. You can also give us a shout uh, on Twitter at Trivia Escape Pod. You can let us know what's happening on Earth, which we're nowhere near. Or if you've got a great idea for a round or a piece of trivia that you want to share, we'd love to hear from you. Again, that email is triviaescapepod at gmail.com. The Twitter is at triviaescapepod. We're always particularly happy to have top ten questions. You can also follow us on Instagram at triviaescapepod, where you'll see the winners of our weekly live show. And you'll also see Alex's back tattoo. We're going to put that yeah. on Instagram. Thank it's going to look great. <laughs> no idea what it will say when it goes up on Instagram. Who, can, that... who could even guess? Yeah. It's a changing <laughs> tattoo. Alex, we know we probably need to get you back into your pod. I, if, if I had my druthers, I would put Lizzie in there with you. <laughs> no, I kid. We love having Lizzie here. Spock, uh, Spock just bared his claws at me. He came upstairs and he was like, no. You can't let her go. She's my one true love. True. Uh, but tell us a little bit about some of what you've got coming up. Uh, how can people find Hush Hush on stage? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you said at the top of the episode, uh, Hush Hush is uh, a team that is produced by Metalsome. And we have our own theater called the OK All Right Theater. If you're anywhere in the Triangle, uh, we have a performance every Friday at 9 o'clock. The theater is right behind Motoko um, in downtown Durham. Um, I hope it's very simple to find, stuff like that. I also would like to say that uh, Melsum is a great uh, production team that puts together a whole bunch of different sort of comedy shows, and not even comedy shows, just regular shows too. And we've always got classes starting uh, throughout, so always look us up on thisismelsum.com. Lizzie, yes. tell us about your podcast, <laughs> the one where you actually belong there. Right, the one where I'm not a uh, stowaway, though I think sometimes Ash treats me like that. <laughs> uh, I do a podcast called Why Am I Watching This? Uh, it is basically a game of chicken where my co-host and I make each other watch garbage, and then we talk about it and see who breaks first. So yesterday when we recorded, we watched Doctor Who, the episode called The Unicorn and the Wasp. It has too much in common with the B movie is what <laughs> I've determined. Um, in the past, we've watched, oh God, what, we watched Jupiter Ascending. We've watched a Pokemon episode. Um, we've watched a lot of hot garbage as well. Uh, the worst thing my co-host has ever made me watch, though, was still to this day, Nestor the Long-Eared Donkey, which I complained about on Twitter. And then a fan site for Nestor the Long-Eared Donkey got very upset. And if you want a whole rundown of that, Lizzie was on episode 23. Three or twenty-four of our podcast with a, a long <laughs> rant it, about that. There was a, it was a thing. Um, I also write and edit for butwhythopodcast.com. So if you want to see my primarily comics and TV reviews, but also a few think pieces here and there, uh, that is all there. If you find a grammatical error, I didn't edit that piece. <laughs> that's that's my uh, that's my motto. <laughs> Way to take responsibility. <laughs> And if you want to yell at me about my hot takes, uh, it's at Lizzie Lynn Garcia, which and you have to follow me for me to see the mention. I'm just warning you now. So you're inflating her numbers yeah. if you choose to troll her, which I think is worth doing. If you want to catch me and or Julia in one of our live shows, we are at Linda's every Tuesday at 8 p.m. That's Linda's Down Bar in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And we give prizes for trivia. Alex gets no prize whatsoever, but he's walking out of here with his pride. So I feel like that's prize enough. 
And friends, that I think is about all the time we've got for Alex. Thank you so much for being here. We know we want to get you back onto your escape pod because we're running out of oxygen up here. Before you, they have another stowaway. Yeah, watch the watch the back as I walk away. It says goodbye, friends. Oh my God, it does say goodbye. That's the nicest thing it sent to us all day. I know. It usually isn't like this. Usually it curses. (laughs) Wait, wait, hold on. It's got it's flipping us the bird underneath. Um, (laughs) You can't you can't pressure it. All right, here goes Alex through the airlock. Lizzie, it has been awesome having you on. <laughs> Thank you so much. While Julia's in quarantine for joining us from below decks, right. I guess you're going to go back down there, yeah. uh, nest a little more with Spock, mm-hmm. and maybe we'll see you again in a, I don't know, at an undisclosed future date. Probably, yeah, because um, I am definitely will be close by. Will you be sending us a save the date when you and Spock decide to tie the knot it's really dependent on how he feels about you at that point in time well also he is kind of a commitment phobe yeah yeah so who knows if we'll even get there well i wish you the best of luck in the meantime y'all thanks so much peace out <laughs>